Welcome to the Salted Caramel Podcast from Our Lady of Mount Carmel. If you haven't heard by now what we're doing, then you haven't been on podcasts because we're taking over the charts. We're number one ranked, I think, in my mind. My name is David Cook. <laughs> I'm the stewardship director here at Our Lady of Mount Carmel. And with me is my co-host, the remarkable Jody Curtis. Jody, who's our guest today? Our guest today is Abby Ferretti. Abby, thank you so much for joining us today. And could you start by telling our listeners a little bit about yourself and your connection to Our Lady of Mount Carmel? Sure. I've been a parishioner at Our Lady of Mount Carmel for about 13 years now, 12 or 13 years. I have three kids that go to the school there. Um, Anna, who's in eighth grade, Gia's in sixth grade, and Collins in fourth grade. And I've been married 20 years to my husband, Eric. Wow. Congrats. Was that last year? Was 20th year? (laughs) Last year was the 20th year. Oh, man. Did you guys do something special? Yeah, that was our plan, but then it was COVID, so no one would watch the kids. So <laughs> we're going to make that the, 20, the 21st there you anniversary. Go. You start making that one really special. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this 42nd one will be really special. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well... Abby, can you tell us a little bit about your life before you had an intimate relationship with Jesus Christ? Sure, yeah. So I um, grew up in the Methodist church, and we were a family that really went to church irregularly now and again. I join a youth group and then fall away and then join a youth group and fall away, but um, not really regular attendance, although I felt like you know, I feel like we're the kind of family that says prayers before dinner. And if someone's hurt or asks you to, we prayed for them. But um, a prayer wasn't a big part of my life then. Hmm. And I really didn't know much about the Catholic faith in general. I, um, I actually had a little bit of a negative view. My, my um, aunt and uncle and my cousins were Catholic and for whatever reason, they were pretty judgmental of those who weren't um, in a negative way. And that was my only connection to anyone Catholic. So I really never thought about the Catholic church much at all. And, um, you know, I, I would definitely say I've always believed in God, but wasn't really a part of my life much. Um, certainly didn't get involved in decisions I made as a young person. (laughs) Um, And then when I was in college, my sister's best friend who had been a really, their whole family was almost like family of ours. And uh, she got cancer and she was very faithful. And she's really funny. She's someone that kind of dabbled in all different faiths. But at the end of the day, she was very um, inspired by Mother Teresa and actually, when she got to make a wish, it was to go to India oh. and, her. and Mother Teresa ended up dying two months before she went, but she oh, still got no. to go and brought, brought us all miraculous medals, um, blessed by Mother Teresa, which even at the time I knew that was super cool, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but it was her dying wish to convert to Catholicism. And uh, she actually had attended on and off OLMC, but didn't get to do, I know for the kids, it's not RCIA, but whatever the conversion classes are for kids, because um, 
because of the cancer treatments. And when she went into a coma, the priest still, the priest still um, performed her confirmation. And that was really my first introduction to something positive in the Catholic church and just really got me thinking of it. And I remember like trying out crossing myself, like, hmm, I kind of <laughs> like that, you know, but, you know, kids, whatever. But, um, but I remember thinking, I like those rituals. I kind of like, you know, at her funeral and different things. And um, her mother ended up converting actually after she passed away. And then in college, I had some friends who were Catholic. And, um, and then, of course, I married Eric, who was brought up Catholic. Hmm. But That was a negative uh, <laughs> view of a Catholic, right, with Eric? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but he really wasn't a practicing Catholic at that time. I mean, he'd talk about it, but um, we ended up getting married in my grandparents' Christian church. Mm-hmm. And um, when we had our first child, he's like, I really want to go back to the Catholic faith. And that's the first time I found out he was never confirmed. Uh-huh. He had gone through all his other sacraments, but never confirmation. So he ended up getting confirmed. And then when our daughter was a year, we baptized her and started going to mass. Nice. Wow. And, um, I've always been like, oh, it's Jesus. I'm good. Like, I don't care what church, you know, it didn't matter much to me. But then I really just kind of fell in love with, um, I I don't know, I'm a very, um, I like the rituals. I know that sounds a little silly. I know that some things some people don't like, but I've always really liked that. I, I like that I can go to any Catholic church and it's the same. It kind of seems like... It's a, a vice versa thing. If you're Catholic your whole life, you kind of get sick of the rituals or go right. brain dead during it. But if you've never been exposed to it, you're like, whoa, really? what is this order? And there's a reason behind every yeah. action. And yeah, yeah, I just loved that. And, and I think, um, you know, the big thing was just examples of people hmm. um, like my friends I made as my kids started school and their examples of faith and fellowship just really drew me in. Mm-hmm. My daughter was actually asking earlier today, well, mom, what made you become Catholic? I'm like, well, there wasn't one event really, mm-hmm. you know, it was really over time. And um, my husband actually had kind of a major health crisis uh, when our kids were super little. And I feel like that was kind of the last thing that God used to, to bring me to him. To push you over the edge. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'd like to think it's something joyous that pushed me to him, but I think it's sometimes in those moments of struggle Mm -hmm. that we realize how much we need our faith and how much it means to us. And, um, that's one of my big things over the years is I've really tried to not only praise God when I'm joyful, but you know, praise through the struggle. Cause that's hard. It's way harder. So yeah, it sounds like you had lots of little moments that were nudging you towards the faith over time or mm-hmm. people in your life and events that were happening. Definitely. And then I'd have friends go, well, you're here all the time. Like you go to mass, like, why aren't you becoming Catholic? I'm like, I don't know. And then when my sister turned, I mean, my sister, when my oldest 
was in second grade, I was like, all right, we're going to do this together. Oh, nice. And so that's when I went to RCIA. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it was great. And I, I like you said, you, you know, the stereotype on converts is probably true. <laughs> to some extent, you know, the things I enjoy about the mass that maybe some people think are mundane and um, kind of my obsession with the Eucharist and getting the Eucharist. That was really hard during COVID. I think it was for everybody. Yeah. Um, but just really not taking that for granted. And that was one of my biggest things before I converted. I was like, what? It's not a symbol. <laughs> like, this is weird. But then I have a friend who actually gave me the book. Um, oh gosh, I'll remember what it is, but it was a book all about um, Scott Hahn's conversion. Oh yes. Oh, yeah. Rome Sweet Rome, Home. Sweet home. Yes. Yep. Yeah, that's that. such a good book. But it talked a lot about that and there he referenced scripture. And so I was looking up that scripture and that was kind of my final push, like, okay, I get it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Why, you know, with the Eucharist. Yeah. And I think for Protestants that is a big deal because that's a major thing that separates Catholics and Protestants. And if you can't get to understand that Eucharist, I think you can't take that last step. Yeah. How did you feel about the Blessed Virgin Mary? Oh, I had no problem with that. I've always liked Mary. I know that's a problem for some people, but I liked that. Especially probably as I became a mother, I liked the idea of having a mother to well, I have a wonderful mom, actually, but like a heavenly mother, right? Uh-huh. Look up to for patience and guidance and yeah. pray for me and um, things like that. So that wasn't that wasn't an obstacle for me. Good. And Abby, backing up a little bit in your story, when you talked about your family trial, how did that help you? Uh, how did that experience reveal God to you? This is really strange, actually, but I remember this vividly. I was driving home from the hospital by myself, and I was pretty tearful and um, trying to understand why we were having to go through this. And um, the year before, my husband had had a huge surgery when my son was five months old, and um, this was kind of a, a result of that. And, um, I remember being like, why am I having to go through all this? <laughs> I was actually listening to Caleb and a song, the song, uh, I don't know if it's God, I need you or Lord, I need you, but there's a song like that. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I do need him. <laughs> and, um, but I remember that moment vividly. Yeah. That's and that's awesome. when I remember at the time, you know, you go through periods in a, in moments like that in your life where it's very difficult to remember that um, there can be a higher meaning for why things happen. But I truly believe after that experience, I feel like our marriage was closer. Um, I feel like my husband was closer to God and his example really helped lead our whole family. Wow. That's amazing. So I, I mean, at the time, you know, you don't see that, but years later, I can honestly say that changed him so much in, um, you know, how he led the family and our faith. And that's so important to me, especially when you look at, I mean, as a mother, you think, why are these statistics this way? That if a mother is strong in the faith, not that her kids won't be strong in the faith, but statistically, as far as 
kids leading into adults, staying strong, how important it is that they have a father or a father figure. Yeah. So I feel like the Lord leading us to that, looking back, you know, eight years later, seven years later, um, I, I mean, I think it happened for a reason. And there's other things in my life like that. I have some chronic pain problems and they've led me to different people, strangely, that then, I mean, one person I met changed my sister's career. Uh-huh. Just really interesting things that when I look back, I'm like, okay, so like this is being used. I'd rather it go away, but <laughs> this is being used for good. And so I think learning those lessons, I don't know, it really, it can help strengthen your faith and then also help you in future difficult times because we all know those come. So Absolutely. I mean, that's why we go through Lent and we sacrifice and we fast because right. we know it's, we're going to be better coming out, you know? Yeah. I'm actually doing Fiat 90 right now. Oh, good for so, you. Um, yeah. All about those sacrifices. <laughs> yeah. So Abby, maybe just really quickly, can you give our listeners a brief overview of a Fiat 90? Oh, sure. Yeah. So it's, um, it's 90 days. If people have heard of Exodus 90 that men do, it's somewhat similar to that. But the idea is that for those 90 days, you have certain sacrifices that you do. Um, And some of them involve prayer and some involve, you know, things like um, no sweets, uh, (laughs) fasting on Wednesdays and Fridays, um, some different things like that. But other things are, you know, we say a rosary every day. There's a novena. And when that one ends, we do another novena and, um, you know, going to an extra mass or spending time in adoration. So it's also prayer. But the idea is that through that sacrifice, bringing you not only closer to God, but, um, you know, your devotion with Mary and things like that. Thank you for sharing. I think it all depends on who you're doing it with. You know, if you have a good set of friends helping you and keep definitely. Yeah. And you make good friends. You do. So I, you know, that's one thing that kind of got me to do it is I had a couple friends doing it and I thought, well, if I don't do it now while some of my friends are doing it, Mm -hmm. I don't, you know, it gives you that certain extra comfort like security blankets. (laughs) And you need all the comfort you can get in Fiat. Yeah, you do. You know, it's been, I'm on week two, actually. So (laughs) I guess talk to me in another month. Right. But but I I can already see it's going to be good. Good. You won't be thinking that come like week 40 or (laughs) What? Yeah, I know. I'm <laughs> I'm hoping when Lent starts, you know, maybe that'll give an extra push. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I I think it'll be great. I th- I've never done chirp or anything like that. So, um, you know, I think it'll be nice and the it's fun that once a week I have to get together with some friends right. for an hour. Right. So. Well, then you'll have to put chip on your chirp on your to-do list next. Yeah, so. yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Well, good. Well, you definitely seem like a, a really joyful person, Abby. Can you think of any other gifts the Lord has given you that kind of help you evangelize? Hmm, I'm a fairly social person. I'd say. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I'm not afraid to talk to people. I will say sometimes I get 
I think a lot of people are like this. Again, one of those things I'm constantly working on is not being concerned about talking about my faith to people who don't share the same feelings. Mm -hmm. So that's something, you know, to work on. But um, I would say just, I'm not afraid to talk. And I was brought up in a glass half full family. So I'd like to think I try to live my faith through my the way I live my life for people. I know that made a difference to me as far as looking at the Catholic church and, you know, the people around me and how joyful they were and how they lived their faith and what they did for them. So I'm hoping people see, you know, I enjoy doing charitable things. I, even if that's making dinner for my family when I'm really tired <laughs> and, um, I guess I'm someone where you'd rarely know when I'm having a bad day, unless you're a really, really good friend. And so I try to think that that is a gift I have that I can show my, my, my faith and what it does inside of me to other people. Nice. nice. And Abby, what are you most grateful for this week? This week? Mm-hmm. Um, I would say time with my family. I've actually been quarantined because of a close contact with someone with COVID. And at first I'm like, ugh, because I'm an occupational therapist at Carmel. So working from home is not easy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think just being grateful for that extra time in the morning to make my kids a nice breakfast instead of throwing something at them. And my husband's at home working. So getting that extra time with him, I've just been grateful for that time. Excellent. With family. Excellent. Yeah. It's a huge blessing through all COVID. It's just the family time. Totally. <laughs> totally. And just always, I heard, I was listening to Father Mike Schmitz, and he was talking about when the COVID stuff all started. He'd be like, well, I was supposed to be doing this, and I was supposed to be doing that. And he talked about how he had to change his thinking to, no, if I was supposed to be there, I'd be there. Yeah. Like I was scheduled to do this. And I really liked that way of thinking, mm-hmm. like, this is what we're supposed to be going through. Just like we talked about, I, I may not ever know why, and maybe I will, but, um, you know, years down the road, but just really looking for the silver lining and everything. That's a great way to think about it. Only more people think about it that way. But anyway, <laughs> we, we are uh, the salt of the earth. And if salt loses its saltiness, what's the point of salt? There's no point. I'm not going to put it on my food. You're not going to. So we're going to ask people and asking you, how are you staying salty, a.k.a. how are you being a good disciple of Christ? Well, I think by doing things like Fiat 90 that um, definitely take me out of my comfort zone, um, I think that helps me stay a good disciple because it reminds me the things I need to do. and kind of gets me to step out in more way than one out of that comfort zone. And I think we never really evolve and change and become our best person we can be unless we get out of that comfort zone. Yeah. I think that's a good call to action this week for our listeners is to get out of our comfort zone with our faith. And maybe that's a Fiat 90 or an Exodus 90, or maybe it's, just sharing your faith story with someone else or going to a Bible study. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Lots of different things that could be uh, sort of help you step up in your faith or 
Mm-hmm. Uh, get out. So thank you for sharing your story with us today. Yes, thanks. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah. yeah, it was a pleasure to hear about it. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. All right, let's end with a prayer. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. Dear Lord, thank you for this opportunity to share our faith stories with our community, with our listeners, and with our parish. And thank you for Abby and her gift of the ability to talk and share her story with others that may inspire other people to uh, be nudged in their own faith and or step up to a new challenge. We are thankful for Abby and her friends doing Fiat 90. So we will pray for them in taking on this very difficult challenge for them and to encourage all of our listeners to get out of their comfort zone. Let's end with a glory be. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Amen.